I don't know if you guys know this, but tomorrow is my birthday. I did not know that. I actually did know that, Bodie. That, well, you're obviously you're a better friend than you are. I am. Yeah, and, and we just actually celebrated our five-year Facebook friendiversary. Which actually is actual, our real that's anniversary the, of that's meeting. That's like the day too. that we met. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just before your birthday, I guess, apparently. So my birthday's coming up tomorrow, and I know that my girlfriend has gotten me a few things. She's hinted at the gifts. I'm not sure exactly what they are, but there is one gift mm. that I know that I'm getting tomorrow, um, and it is an FTP test. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That was that's not that's from your uh, from your dear friend John Mooney. Yeah, from our yeah. coach John Mooney has given me an FTP test on my birthday. That's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It really does. It's the gift um, of fitness. <laughs> and, and, you know, fitness is, is great. You live longer and you waste a lot of money racing and chasing dreams that you'll never achieve. Um, but, yeah. So. <laughs> well, I think we can all look forward to uh, seeing how that, uh, how that gift plays out for you tomorrow. Yeah. So thanks, John Mooney. So let's get this birthday party started. Welcome to episode 21 of yeah. the Yeah You Ride podcast. Yeah, cheers hey, guys. How are you? Welcome to my bike room slash office this slash is nice. study. Takes me back to uh, episode th- one through three. One, one and two. Filmed to be a filmed. <laughs> Taped a few episodes over here. In, in various early parts on. of your house, haven't we? Yeah. We have. We moved about. We've also recorded an episode in your bike room, Townsend. That's right. That also has a... I mean, my bike room has a couch in it. You can sleep on your bike room has a bed. I'm just wondering why there's a reason these bike rooms also have sleeping places. Well, my bike room, my wife would still call our guest bedroom. Oh. Uh, it's just that the bikes sort of overtook it, sort of like the forest grew and where the wild things are. Um, it's bikes just grew up like a dream in my I don't even know if you guys noticed what the table is that we're using here for the podcast. Today. Reg table for swamp lacrosse. Yeah, right. And oh no, this is the DJ table. Is this your? No, uh, this, no, this, no, no. This is a cyclocross traveling table. Yeah. Um, we've put our gear, our food. Uh, we've used Reg on it. Also behind me, I don't know if you see in this pile over here, like a bunch of dead snakes, is a bunch of old cyclocross tires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next to them, what do you see there? Your hop hop boots. Yeah, so I guess I'm just trying to get you guys pumped because guess what? Cross is here? Cross is here. It's here now? Yeah, cross, cross is legit here. Right here. Here. Not like in China, but here. Yeah, no, it is officially here. They're, they have race cross in the United States, and it's no longer coming. So put that hashtag away. Save it for February. Yeah, I used March. I, I hashtagged my last Instagram post with it on August thirty first, Bodie, at thinking of you when I did it. Well, one, one last hurrah. Then should we should we talk about cross now? Would that make sense? No, let's let's 
let's put it later. We can <laughs> yeah. talk about crossing. No, no, no. Let's let's let's. We got the hype. Now we got to make everybody listen to the other stuff we talk about, and then we can talk about cross okay. at the end. That's so what, on the podcast, cross is coming. Correct. Later. Yeah. Got it. All right. Okay. So, guys, uh, first off, uh, thanks to French DJ Vic Net for our killer opening theme song. Got to give him credit for that. Uh, and episode 21 of our podcast, guys, that means our podcast is officially old enough to have a drink. Raise one up. Cheers. Cheers. That was actually a LaCroix I popped, but hey. Yeah, I'm the only one getting drunk over here tonight. I'm going to have some fresh hot takes for you guys when we get to the Vuelta. All right. I think we're there. Well, oh. I don't know. Do we want to talk about any good rides we had this weekend? Yeah, let's do that. I thought I thought this weekend was sort of my first weekend back training mm. to race bikes again after my extended vacation. Okay, great. Um, and I got in, had a great club ride on Saturday. Matt, rode with you for a bit. Yep. Uh, bonked pretty hard because I didn't eat any breakfast. But you also pulled us all the way to the yellow store into the wind, which was a bold choice. And I thank you for it because it saved my legs. Yeah, well, I had to get that had to get that zone two in. Although I think my power meter was kind of busted, so Definitely. I, I think I might have been going a little harder than zone two because it yeah. felt. Well, we were both riding on the front for a while, and you were like, I don't think my readings are quite right. And I was like, well, what is it saying? You were like, it's about 120. It's like, yeah, I'm doing 230 right now. <laughs> it's definitely wrong. And it feels like 230. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually got that sorted out, got the got the pedal retorqued, had to call up uh, David Huff and uh, go borrow his pedal torque wrench. Yeah. And uh, those Garmin vector pedals are nice, but that's kind of a pain in the ass interface and i realized that this is the now on their latest generation they don't have that so right well they're like that's the thing is like you were an early adopter right and that's that's kind of the price you pay well someone else was an early adopter and then i bought them for Ah. a hell of a deal so um add that add new power meter to my list of ongoing new bike stuff right and then Sunday, I had a pretty great ride. I met up with you guys for a little bit as you guys were doing a little Pavlov training ride coming yeah. down my direction. And uh, that was nice to ride with you guys through St. Bernard Parish. Um, that first, that stretch from, I guess, Araby into uh, Poydras can be a bit sketch sometimes. Good to not, be with a bigger group. Yeah, so yeah. But it's actually not a, once you kind of look past the oil refineries, uh, it's kind of a pretty ride. It gets really pretty. For the further down you yeah. go, doesn't it? Because you guys went to Delacroix, and yep. that's that's nice. Going on Bayou Road with those two roadblocks are kind of fun. Did you guys, yep. did everybody dismount? Were there some few people who tried to ride through those? Oh, no. We rode through. Some some, some people us, dismounted. Yeah. Some of us with, obviously, with cross skills. Rider uh, from wider we, tires. We, we, rode, we rode the whole thing, didn't we? Yeah, and there were like, what, three sections, weren't there? There were three sections where you had to go around the barriers uh yeah it was fun and uh so our coach coach mooney uh gave me some tempo and so i i split off from you guys and and went down to the english turn road and did some tempo blocks and at the end of it i was i was tired but man i felt really good i always uh forget how good tempo intervals feel i mean they're hard kind of not like super hard but they're right. like that, i mean that's what tempo is like that perfect yeah. mixture between fun and hard right the flow state right anyway and i dragged uh, emily along for the ride and she hadn't ridden her bike in almost like a month so she was 
having a good time staring at my behind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That is, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's nice to ride. It's nice that I get to ride bikes with Emily and uh, I don't mind dragging her around all over the place. Um, and then we get to the store and I say, hey, babe, can you buy me a Coke? We got uh, we got drug around most of the day by Wes McWhorter from Roulette, who, as you guys probably all know, and maybe some of the people listening to this podcast know, is uh, one of the best wheels to follow in the business. Uh, really solid. Solid, for sure. Just can crank out you know, the exact tempo, mile after mile after mile, uh, zero, zero accordion effect at the back of even a fairly lengthy uh, pace line with Wes on the front. That's Keep- definitely a skill. I think that maybe, I don't know, I can't really say lost because I haven't been riding that long, but it seems like there are a few people who can ride a solid pace with no need to look at a Garmin or they can just, they just know. And then there are certain people you ride with who just cannot keep it together. Um, I feel like that's something that's lost a bit, maybe. I agree, and I think it's something that's important on a, on a big group ride. Yeah. You know, I've heard uh, in the pro ranks that... Uh, uh, Darwin Atapuma is not the guy to be in the break with, according to some other people. I feel like I heard that too. That yeah. he is one who uh, cannot keep that steady pace on the front. Speaking of training um, and good wheels to follow, there's a lot of racing going on right now. Yep. Is that yeah? And uh, just wanted to list off just just for a second here all the racing that's happening right now. La Vuelta, yes. Tour of Alberta, that just finished. They just finished. Yeah. Tour of Britain, yeah, that just started. Uh, over here in the states, you have the Gateway Cup, St. Louis, yeah. You've got the Green Mountain Stage Race. Don't know what that is. There, there. You need to be on East Coast Twitter, bro. Um, we'll get to that later, though. Um, there's cross races in China. That's right. Yep. And coming up in our region. Is the gravel omnium yeah, the battle in, of Sh- the battle at Shiloh? Yeah. So Ridgely. I think folks are getting ready. I heard I saw some uh, gravel rides happening in uh, Feliciana Parish. So maybe folks are getting ready for that. Yeah. Um, that happens this weekend. We and we've gone over what kind of bike you need a a travel gravel TT TT bike. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh. I was gonna, after I, you. I, I was going to break in to say, <laughs> once again, I feel like I don't have a, a lot to say on the Volta. So did, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm not sure what your excuse is at this point yeah. because you're actually back home. I you're know. not. You're not like out in the back of beyond in the Badlands or somewhere. You yeah. know, you're here at home and yet you still have been unable to watch the Vuelta. It's crazy. Yeah, because it's not on Yale's TV. Well, that's because <laughs> Yale's TV has, is in a temporary <laughs> holding pattern. <laughs> I have not been able to find due, a good, decent feed. Yeah, due, due to some uh, issues <laughs> of him being shut down, by uh, certain authorities of tiny nations that have more sheep than people, uh, he is unable to broadcast Yale TV at the current time. New Zealand. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, but here's the thing. I feel like, so we recorded last Monday. It's been a week. What has happened? Oh, nothing much. Well, there have been some, there've been some pretty big, epic mountain stages. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, nothing's changed at the top. You know, Froome is, is Froome in it, and, and he's, well, it, things well, have changed very, around yeah, him. Right. Nothing's changed at the very top. Right. But all below in the top 10, things have been moving around. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the story of the Vuelta, as I see it for the last week, is people have thrown a lot at Froome. They've thrown a lot at each other, and none of it's worked on Froome, and some of it's worked on everybody else. Right. Yeah. And, and it's been exciting. Yes. And there have been a lot of uh, real attempts to make things happen. And there have been moments in the race, almost every stage, where you're sitting there watching it, thinking to yourself, wow, shit is really heating up. And Chris Froome might be in trouble this time. Or, you know, this move might really stick. And, you know, at the end of the day, Robotron, you know, ends up pulling it back for himself. Right. And and then there's little gaps and and and. and people losing time from P2 through 9, and that's really where the excitement has kind of been. I mean, the one moment of really, holy crap, this this could be it for him, was him crashing, yeah, getting a new, uh, you know, damaging his bike, getting another bike, and the race was on at that moment, like really on, wasn't it? Yes. So... You know, he gets another bike, crashes again, and then, you know, two of his guys have to drop back and try and... And this is getting close to the end of the stage. You know, it's not not a lot of time to be able to get back on. Uh, he and this and, is when Contador is up the road, this right? This is Contador up the road. So the pack is chasing Contador. Yeah. And, and Froome is off the back. That was like the... I think that was like the most... The most trouble we've seen him in. Did you see the footage that someone shot and posted either on Twitter or Instagram? It was an amateur. Uh, when Froome crashes. Of, right. the, of the actual crash. Yeah. Now, you didn't see that on the, on the, no. on the TV the coverage. You didn't see the first right. one on the TV, no. Had, had you seen that first one yep. in real time on TV, I think you'd have been even more concerned. Because let me tell you what, that crash looked pretty bad. I mean, he went down hard. It looked like it could have been a collarbone buster. Yeah, it did. It did look hard. I mean, it's on a descent, right? I mean, oh yeah. It's on a left-hander descent. Yeah. And just that's the wheel. video that I share with you guys, right? That's right. That was the first crash. That was. That was the second crash. That was the second crash, I think. So yeah, I'm a little confused. Because uh, he was already off the back by himself at that point, or or it uh, slightly isolated. I think I could be wrong. But I guess there's a lot of like dust on the road, right? They're kind of like dusty roads and. Uh, you know, if you get out of the probably the tire, you know, the car tire line, then you're going to be on some on some, a, a relatively loose surface, and so it's it was pretty sketchy. But you know, I mean, he lost twenty seconds to the pack. Uh, Contador got himself up, but the story of Contador is, you know, Contador's creating drama every day, which is fabulous. You know, he's just attacking. Uh, sometimes he wins something, sometimes he loses something, but. You know, he got himself back up into the top 10, but 
you know, he's just, I mean, he's, I guess he's playing to the crowd in some ways, you know. He's, he was pretty knackered the next day, though, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you it know, wasn't... he's, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not going to win this welter. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But he's going to make it as entertaining as possible. And the crowd are like, he's getting the biggest cheers from everybody at the finish. And from, you know, he's like, everybody's swamping the bus you know, for, for, for Alberto, this is his swan song and he's, he's giving them a show, which is, you know, I think that's pretty admirable. It's like, maybe if I can't win it, I'm going to, I'm going to do my damnedest to make, yeah. to make something exciting out of it. And if so you've got the legs to do it, then, you know, let's hope he continues to have the legs, uh, into this last week to do that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the crowd, did you guys, obviously you saw that some craziness that was happening with the roads. Yes. There was the, uh, I guess the mentally handicapped gentleman who pushed one of the Katusha riders over a barrier at the yep. end. Yeah. And then there was the guy that was pushed in front of the motorcycle by the police. Yeah. The civilian guards or the... The Gata Civil or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just like... I think he Pretty was trying insane. to get the guy off the road, but he pushed him in front of, of one a of the neutral support motorcycle, which is, you know, oops. <laughs> Sorry, oh my <laughs> that's my bad. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, know. and that was on the same day that in the morning, uh, a, a another mentally disturbed gentleman was going around town setting fire to everything and that's set right. fire to the Aqua Blue bus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and uh, so Aqua Blue had to what borrow a school bus? Yeah, <laughs> a short bus. They, yeah so they um i guess they gave them just a regular coach right like a regular sort of like tourist coach, 52 seat tourist coach for nine riders like with no you know there's yeah. no there's no espresso machine on that thing and there's you were no, saying what were you saying that uh they should have swapped with the uh, dimension data who are now down to three riders yeah i've been reading the uh they could have a subcompact rental <laughs> <laughs> to take them around <laughs> They're just riding one of the team cars. Yeah, they don't seriously. need a bus. <laughs> I've been reading Lachlan Mor- Morton's diaries on. Uh, He's the still Rapa. there. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. He is the still slightest there. man on the whole team is still there, which is pretty impressive. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. That's good, uh, good stuff that they've got going with Rafa and those uh, and those diaries. Yeah. So uh, Matt, I was gonna you I was gonna give you a few names just to some some people that had some stuff happening and and uh, right. throw a couple names at you and mm-hmm. once you give us you know twenty seconds or so on on each one. All right, Let, let's start with I think the big name from the week. Yes, uh, Lopez. Yeah, Lopez, the new, the new the Quintana, new, the new yeah, the new Quintana. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's this is his uh, this is his breakout uh, race. That's Michelangelo Lopez, right? Uh, Miguel Angel. Miguel Angel. Miguel Angel, Michelangelo. Yeah, that's yes. pretty good, huh? Yeah. Pretty yeah. close. Okay. Yeah. All the, right. the, the one Colombian that doesn't meet your uh, naming no. criteria. He's he has a very he has a very uh, Colombian Latin sounding name. He doesn't have the No. His first name is not an English a British scientist. explorer or yeah. scientist right. or politician. Yeah, he sounds and his last Spanish name is not an me. item of clothing. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, so, uh, so we, and, and maybe we can talk more about him at some point. Uh, we will certainly yeah. be talking about him more in the future. He has a he has a good shot, I think, at at, at, at finishing on the podium in this race. Uh, he, he does have a good shot because there's plenty more climbing to come, especially the Anglerou next weekend, which is going to be a brutal climb and would probably favor somebody like him. Yeah. He was electric yesterday. I mean, 
the last two days. Yeah, but especially like yesterday, the way he rode off everybody off his wheel, and he may have actually killed Adam Yates. Yeah, but, the, he he. <laughs> it's interesting because you see him go past Adam Yates, and he jumps on his wheel, and Adam Yates is out of the saddle pumping and then the camera cuts away to the pack and it cuts back and he's literally ground to a halt yeah like a meat grinder that you shoved a brick into yeah and uh yeah he, do we know if he's dead uh is it, can, we, is, can we confirm no, that he's still I, alive i did watch the the great as again once again i can't uh big these up enough horica scott's uh backstage past videos are awesome and interesting fact about that stage adam yates beforehand was talking about it saying hey uh you know i love these short stages it gives them much more like that kind of arena atmosphere it's like it's a it's a real you know it's more intense and and i really enjoy that and it's more like the hammer series yeah but and he went out and rode super hard yeah he was in the break for a long time or or, or on on the front yeah and dropped big mountains dropped a bunch of strong dudes and and looked good Potentially for the stage win until uh, until Lopez, you know, jumped across to him at, at an incredible pace. He and has then, an incredible turn of speed in the mountains. He yes, really does. Yeah. He's not just a guy, you know, Froome with the endurance. You know, he, he sort of always finds a way to kind of motor back. Right. Or Tom Dumoulin, who just sort of diesels his way up these climbs and has this, you know, can just tick out this sort of pace. Right. Lopez can just get fast real quick on steep gradients. Yeah. And Pretty amazing. And, and you know, the, the word, I guess, is that from, from Colombia, it's like he is going to be the great the greatest of this generation of, uh, of Colombian cyclists. You know, there are a lot of people that have been saying that he's, the, he's you know, Nairo's awesome, but this guy is going to be the super deal. We'll see how he time trials tomorrow. That's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, that was more than 20 seconds, but yeah, hey, that let's was move on time. to uh, Rafael well, we Micah. About, we talked about a couple of guys there. That's so right. yeah, Rafael Micah finally got his win. Uh, great ride. You sure know. was. Set up by his team. Yep. Team Set did a great job. Incredibly by uh, Conrad, who was you know really man of the match that day, wasn't he? He just absolutely buried himself uh, to get Micah the lead from the break. They were both in the break together, and it just uh, it you know could not have played out more perfectly. Conrad who? Uh, Patrick Conrad, I believe okay. is his name. I don't know who he is. Well, he's uh, Domestique. Sagan's other brother. Uh, nope. Uh, Joseph Conrad, the novelist. That's his yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had Micah on my fantasy squad mm. uh, up until the eve of the race. And oh. Matt, you'll remember I sent you a Facebook message saying, swapping Micah for Barday, even money, pretty happy with my pick. How do you feel about that now? I don't feel very good about it yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Should have kept Micah. Well, you know what? Bade's been swinging. And, yes. you know, you got to admire him for that. He doesn't, obviously he doesn't quite have it, but he's been he's been trying to get it. You know, he's been getting out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tej. Tej. Tej really did Tej. Um, but actually, I think he he hasn't <laughs> Tejed. Well, you're going to say something. I just no. Someone had a really funny Facebook comment that I feel like is worth repeating on the podcast, and he. I actually don't remember the exact comment, so I'm looking to you guys. Uh, he's super domestic. Super domestique. Super domestique. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that was me that had that really funny comment. But, by uh, the way, buddy. Well, in, in theory, yeah, why didn't like, you remember it? Because because yeah, I just I say so much funny shit. It takes me a minute sometimes to remember the funny shit I said a week ago. 
right. yeah, that he was mine. He TJ'd and then he couldn't really dom- he couldn't even domestique for for Roche, uh, who was like going to be their their main guy potentially. But now Roche has like uber teaged. Uh, he really cracked hard uh, this weekend. BMC so. has basically that the whole team has teaged. They're kind of cursed, aren't they? Yeah. And Rohan BMC- Dennis is now out of the race apparently. As of today, I think. I know, which really bums me because I was hoping he would maybe have had something for the time trial tomorrow. Right. And of course, he's on my fantasy squad. And, and I was too. looking for uh, some, some pay dirt from him tomorrow. So but. I really can say, I can really say, I can put BMC up on my what have they done for you lately column. Yeah, they're, they're, your, they're your Fabio Aru right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, they had a good classic season, kind of, right? But, well, yes. I mean, they, they did win Paris-Roubaix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, stage racing, not really. Not so good. Well, I mean, they, they managed to teach uh, the Dauphiné. It looked like, uh, I mean, you know, it looked like they had that in the bag with... Tunes? No, Dauphiné, Richie Porte. Oh, and the then, And then Sorry. he managed to get outfoxed. So, yeah, it's not... And then he had a horrible tour. You know, and crashed out. So yeah, not good for them. So your next person is is Fat Boy. Fat Boy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, which is, which is Betancourt. Okay. All right. So, Betancourt had that horrible crash, and uh, full you know, facial. Full. Fa- yeah. Well, full facial. Well, I just found out it wasn't just it. it he lost nine teeth. Whoa! Yeah. That sucks. That yeah. is terrible. And apparently he is you know having what? to he... eat through a straw right now. Well, and when he once he gets his job, whatever he can eat gummy bears. <laughs> well, maybe I mean maybe you know because he's just going to be drinking like kind of like kale smoothies or something right now. He might now. lose some weight. He might lose some weight, and it might wow. actually this might actually help him. So we'll see. By the way, I love a kale smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. Andalusia, uh, we're talking about the region of Spain. Yeah, I mean... As well, a player in this whole thing. As a player in the game, holy crap, the Sierra Nevada. Beautiful. Beautiful, dramatic, you know, the Dornish Empire uh, in full effect. It's Did just... they name that after Colorado? The mountains in Colorado? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Spanish did that after they went to. <laughs> if they, after they came to the United States, they thought, you know what, we should call those mountains back home, the Sierra Nevada. The Sierra Nevada in California. They are the in way. California, yes. But uh, oh god. Anyway, can you cut that out? American of history. No, uh, sorry, we could, but we. Why won't. do? Oh wow. <laughs> Okay. Last on your list, no, Matt, is... Well, we talked about Bertie already. So, yeah, yeah Bertie, so he, um, firing it up, lighting it up, swan song, love him, hate him, whatever. The man ignites a race. So, yeah, so he's in Colorado. Bertie? Yeah, he's lighting it up, igniting, smoking, that's what you said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marijuana. Uh, I got you. Got it. That's a weed joke. That's a weed joke. You guys get it? I vape. Okay, come on. Well, look at um, coming out of the Volta. I think is something to talk about is Canadel Draypack. Yep. 
Did they launch a crowdfunding campaign when we recorded the last? They had talked about it. I don't know if it had launched yet. So I'm looking at the website now. So it's, it's about up. five days in now, I think. Five They've got days in. $490,992 by 4,004 backers. So they need, they need $7 million to run a team. So they're 6.5 short. But their goal is only $2 million on the Kickstarter. Right. It's a flexible goal, though. That seems that means they hit two thousand, they could raise more. Um, yeah, but I think oh, they yeah, still seven thousand goal. Okay. So if they hit, they have a, a third party that is going to match whatever they raise on this thing. So they have a two mil, up to two million. Right. So if they raise two million, they get an extra two million. That gives them four million. They still need three million more. You know. So the Yeah You Ride podcast still has a chance. Yes. So we, you're saying that we could still, hopefully they're not going to raise it, and then we convince Tay-Tay to come to New Orleans. He's got an even bigger reason to come to New Orleans now. He's not going to be racing for the next uh, five days in the Tour of Britain. Let's talk oh. about that for a second. Well, That's yeah, a good let's, segue. Let's go there, yeah. Let's go to All Tour right. of let's, Britain. Let's go to your homeland, Matt. Yes, Tour of Britain. Wait, uh, set the scene. Bus stop. Raining. Fish and chips, <laughs> newspaper, punctured bicycle on well, a hillside, desolate. Uh, it started in Scotland, beautiful, sunny uh, Scotland, and uh, we've basically had two sprint stages so far. And the first sprint stage, pocket rocket, pocket rocket, uh, yeah, Caleb Ewan, and it was just basically the same three guys sprinting. For both stages, Caleb Ewan got the best of it in the first stage. Wasn't, wasn't Viviani and Bosenhagen right there in, in stage one? Uh, they were, yes. but Caleb was a bit further back in stage two. Sorry, that's right. So, yeah, very, very close sprint, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, stage one. Sort of won it by the tip of his nose. Yep. Basically because his nose was in front of his front wheel. Because he nosedived. Yeah. The, I don't know how he stays on the bike with that position. It's insane. It's absolutely Yeah, unreal. how does his back wheel stay on the ground? That's, I don't know. Cause I've, How can I've, he put out that much power? Yeah, it's also because it seems like a not very... You sent that photo of, of him sprinting from the side, and it is it is a unique... Uh, so it's supposed to be more aero? Is that the deal? I mean, it's super aero. Or he's, is it... He's super low. He's over the front, but it just seems like your back... I mean, my back wheel skips. Yeah, mine too. If, if, if I'm like over the front i mean i'm like out uh, out of the saddle like going up the bridges I, i've had my back wheel skip a few times and i have to like figure out you know i have to figure out like my but obviously he's much lower oh so. you know what he probably has one of those motors that's in the back wheel yeah the magnets so that's keeping the back wheel on the ground well, it's probably heavy too. also those yeah. bikes do have ballast in the down tubes because they're to get to, to the, get to the race weight. That's a good point. So but it's not much weight, is it? No, it's no. not. And 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 he probably and he doesn't weigh much, I guess. So maybe that that's the other thing. He doesn't weigh very much, whereas I do. True. Yeah. So stage two. So he's basically flying. Yeah. So yep. it was a three way a three way on stage one, right? Yep. Yeah. And he just pipped Bosenhagen and Vivian. Hagen does. Yeah. Yep. So sort of a repeat of that minus Caleb Ewing, Ewan in stage two. And at first, Bosenhagen pips Viviani at the line. 
I've watched that sprint a few times. Bosenhagen does come over pretty hard and kind of... Uh, he doesn't even touch Viviani. He no. just sort of cuts him, cuts him off a bit. He impedes him, I He suppose. impedes him. It, it is a pretty big deviation. Yeah. I would say. A pretty big deviation. I think it's fair enough, you know. Uh, Bodhi, what are your thoughts on this? About he got Sagand. Who did? Bosenhagen? Yeah. You think, you he, think got... he should have been given it? I didn't watch it, but... <laughs> well, well, wait, 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 wait. He didn't get Sagand okay, because so... he only got relegated. He didn't get tossed. That's okay. true. Okay. Sorry, you're right. So it didn't get he, the harshest he punishment. He pulled a DeMar and then actually got punished. He didn't get Sagand. Yeah. I would say that. Great shot of Viviani with the piece of pita bread in his hand, offering the hummus <laughs> to uh, to Bosenhagen. Yeah. And uh, and apparently it was effective. He he um, he made his case and uh, took a little bit of time, but he was given the the stage win. It was it was kind of interesting looking on Cycling News because there. That it was like the article changed before the headline did, and it was like I don't know what's going on here. What has happened? Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so Viviani is leading so far, and uh, but that wasn't the only drama of the day, especially for Cannondale Draypack. Yeah, well, Tay alluded to it. Uh, yeah, poor old Tay Tay. Uh, Tay Tay missed the train, um, and uh, he was off the back. I guess he had a mechanical, and so he was behind the pack. They'd already gone through. He was he was chasing through the caravan, so he was amongst the caravan Cars, at the time. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, trying not to get dropped. And a train level crossing uh, was closing, and he crossed it while he was closing, and uh, that may that may be that may be cool in France. But, yeah, you can uh, do that in Paris Roubaix, but not but not in Great Britain. We don't put up with that no. because that is that is dangerous. And so he was uh, kicked off the race. It's not proper. It just it's there. just it's just not cricket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was an unfortunate piece of news for them, especially for Candel. I thought yeah. he had a great reaction to it. Yep, he was very much mea culpa, wasn't he? And uh, yeah. you know, I'm really sorry and very apologetic about it. And uh, could have easily taken a different tact. I mean, he could have easily sort of said, "Really? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd be a little bummed." Right. Obviously, he is bummed. Yeah. Well, Zen Boy is going to Zen. Yeah. Um, so That's true. That's true. He took it gracefully. Probably meditated before he uh, gave that press release. <laughs> I think he uh, tweeted it out like right after it happened because uh, he tweeted it first and then there was articles on cycling news and, yeah. and well, such. Look, it doesn't take a guy like Tay Tay Long to get into a sweet meditative state, man. So, yeah, I mean, he probably went right there. Balanced. Yeah, he's got you know, a yeah, uh, super he could balanced. probably. He would. He could have a great role in the White House as the tweet advisor. You know, how to how to Zen tweet. So sort of like you had Obama's anger translator. Tay Tay could be Trump's like chill. Yeah. Like, chill vibe. Yeah. Just chill. Just chill moment, bro. Before you tweet that yeah. out. Just you know. Just uh, just take it down. A I thousand. like that. Compose and save his draft. You know. <laughs> save his draft first. Walk away. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Cannondale Draypack, they had some, if we cross the pond and yeah. to mm. our friends in the north. Yeah, your new and, favorite race, right, Bodie? Yeah, Tour you of Alberta. You were all about the Tour of Alberta for the last few days, man. I mean, every time I looked at my phone, I had 
I had a Facebook message from Bodie talking about the tour just of Alberta, want, I man. just don't want yeah. you guys to forget about the tour of Alberta and sunny Edmonton yeah. and Calgary. It's right. beautiful there this time of so, year. So I'm yes. wondering if you're so passionate about the tour of Alberta because you're too cheap to pay to watch the Vuelta. Yes. Okay, got yeah. it. Tour of Alberta. You know, I'm all about the America's tour, okay? Yeah. yeah. I can find those races easier. And Nor- a lot of those races are have their own app. To watch them for mm-hmm. free, which Tour of Alberta did last year, because I have the app on my phone and I fired it up, and that didn't work. It was last year, <laughs> so I did have to go through a Firefox intertube to Canada. Yeah, some Edmonton news site. Anyway, you found it. I found it. Canada won three of the last four stages. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny, or not funny, but worth noting that on stage three, Alex Howes pulled the Postal Burger, meeting out Woucher Whippet, um, and won the stage, rocking uh, some some frogskin Ray-Ban slash glasses. Well, I think they're he's sponsored by Pox, That's so it true. must be a, a Pox skin. A Pox skin. Yeah. He was also wearing number 13. I just thought there was some panache yeah. with that. Did he that. have it upside down? Yeah, he had one of them upside down. He had oh. two numbers, and one was upside down. Perfect. Also, he looked very similar to a friend of the podcast, Jaden Kiefer. Mm. So, just thought it was worth noting. Uh, Wowper, Wowper, Whippert. <laughs> Wow, Whippert. Woucher Whippert. Woucher Whippert. <laughs> one today. One today. Uh, and yeah. uh, Huffman, who won stage one, took the overall. Um, so, world tour contract coming soon for him, maybe? Maybe. Well, let's, speaking of that, how many world tour teams are at the Tour of Alberta? Just one. Okay. And that would be Canada. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, yeah. Their, their hey, win ratio is maybe not quite as impressive. Uh, but you got, I mean, they need <laughs> some wins. You got to <laughs> well, get them. Well, wait a minute, Matt. Hold you on. Can take them. That's right. Look, BMC comes to Tour of California. Rally Cycling owns them. Yeah, they, they so really had a terrible... just because well, you're a, just because you're a uh, pro tour team coming to a coming to a race with a bunch of uh, pro Conti. I think you're talking about uh, Utah. I am talking. I know I'm talking still Tour of California. One of those. I don't know. No, Rally Cycling. Colorado and Spain. Tour of Colorado and Spain. <laughs> no, BMC was also at Tour of California. Right. And Rally Cycling had, uh, you know, yeah, more, they're, they're, more wins than they did. Right. Yeah, and Bodie, you uh, had, had mentioned um, one of the uh, riders, the sprinters from Avolo Cycling, a uh, friend of the podcast, Vince G, is their team mechanic. They ride Allied bicycles, which we can talk about that in a minute, my new Allied bicycle. And he is registered for uh, Pensacola Cycling Classic. Is that what you said? Yeah. So I was looking at the registrations, getting ready, getting psyched up for the stage race. And uh, there he is. So who knows? Maybe we need to bring our mics to Pensacola Cycling Classic and uh, try to record a little interview. What's his name? Michael Hernandez. Michael Hernandez. Great idea. Yeah. Real good idea. Um, Do you think Vince will be there supporting him? I don't know. (laughs) We'll One mess- rider at the Pensacola Cycling Classic. We'll message him. Well, that that'd be kind of like uh, Dimension Data at the Vuelta right now. They probably have like four hundred support staff <laughs> and for three guys. Yeah, guys get those guys are getting one hell of a like three handed massage right now. Man. <laughs> oh, uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> 
Uh, what else do we have? We've got uh, some some sort of lower level uh, <clears throat> domestic racing, Bodie. Well, You've been yeah. following it. Well, you know, it, this weekend is the Gateway Cup in St. Louis, Missouri, and that's a pretty big crit weekend mm-hmm. on a lot of folks' calendar. Um, I saw today that Curtis White won the pro crit, and you know, we I know Curtis White from Cyclocross, so it looks like he's got cross his hair. He's he's hitting some good form. Um, yep. Brad Huff won the day before, also for rally. So rally had a good weekend. Our own teammate Emily Gass raced all all weekend in the women's uh, three four five. I think on Saturday she placed fifth in the race and got a preem. She also finished with a pack, I believe, on uh, Friday. And I think this she kind of got she got thirteenth today. I think she got. Uh, I think her first day she got fourteenth out of 50 plus riders and then the last one I heard about that was yesterday right and she got uh fifth yeah and then she raced today too okay yeah so kudos to her for going up there and racing um i think she missed the first race because she got there and she'd actually missed registration and could not uh, you know she just missed registration I was curious because I saw that in, on day two she was wearing last year's Urban South jersey. So I'm, I'm really curious what she wore today. Mm. I think we need to get her a skin suit. Emily, why do you not, why do you not have a skin suit? Racing those crits. Oh, yeah. bro. Need the skin Come suit. Come on, you got to have a skin suit. Yeah. Um, also, the Green Mountain Stage Race is happening in Vermont right now. And that's kind of a lot of out of everybody's radar. But somehow because I follow... All these East Coast Twitter accounts because of cyclocross, it's in my feed. I'm aware of it. I uh, clicked on a results photo of the finish line, and who did I see but Ben Spain, former Lambert mm. racer, uh, who Ben Despania. Is, is Ben no longer a Lambert racer? Is he moved? Yeah, he he well he moved to Raleigh, I believe. But he went up to the not Green to Mountain. the team Raleigh. No, he but Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yes. So he's over there with uh, Brian Mutel, and uh, they went up to Vermont to race this wow. weekend. And he placed fifth in the Cat Two Crit. So that's big. It was kind of cool to see to just click on a link on Twitter and and see someone you yeah, raced with before. So kudos to Ben. Yeah, congratulations, Ben. Keeping yeah. it real though in the Vuelta Fantasy League. Still back here with his homies in Louisiana. Yeah. Cross is here now. It's here on the podcast now. Yes. yes. Cross is here. You got a good. I'm excited now. It's here. It's here. Finally here. Matt can finally play his Christopher Cross theme oh, music. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's R- do it. Ride like the wind. <laughs> um. Okay, Townsend, you have a quote here in the agenda. I tell me. Let's yeah. For, first, there was uh, first there was Chinese carbon, and uh, now there is Chinese cyclocross. Yeah, I actually been there for a few years. I think this it has. The, the race. Um, 
but uh, and I actually watched. Who's some... your favorite Chinese cyclocross racer? You know, just off the top of your head. There are <laughs> well, page two of results. Um, I'm looking for a Chinese racer. Okay, so none. Yeah, so there were none there. Apparently, no, there were. They were all I'm imported. looking at the results right now. There were look. multiple Chinese people on the podiums. Uh, the podium shots were full of, of, of uh, Chinese uh, people presenting trophies and local flowers mayor. and the local, yeah, the prefecture. Yeah. Um, there were more, uh, there were more uh, Chinese officials on the podium than there were uh, racers on the podium. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry to say that I just looked over the results, um, men and women, and there were no Chinese racers. Okay. So... There just, is no good answer to that question right now. All right. Okay. I'm sure there has to be next year there'll be one. I would hope so. That would be place great. that big. I yeah. would. That, that would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. <coughs> so I didn't watch the race live. There was a live stream of that race that was available. I watched a little bit of the footage on YouTube. Pretty cool course. It kind of goes over some little bridges and, and, and through the wood, over, over some bridges and through some woods. Um, to grandmother's house. That's right. Yeah. Do you guys want to guess the country of the winner of both the men's and the women's race? Oh, Belgium. For. Are you saying both men's and women? Uh, no, the Belgium. Uh, uh, I believe it was. I don't remember her name. Uh, a, a woman from Belgium that won the women's race. Um, she's not someone who. Well, you don't need to know her name. It's what country? You said yeah, Belgium. Belgium. Matt. What, for the women's race? Both. Just... Am I guessing both? Uh, I would say Holland and Belgium for either or. Both were Belgium winners. Uh, okay. So. Yeah. Even even in China. Yeah. <laughs> Although these are two Belgians I have not heard of. Yeah. Jorben van Tichelt. Yeah, beautiful. Maybe will be a uh, new new guy on our horizon. And in the women's race, um, I'm pulling up super fast, Joyce Vander Becken. Okay. So look out for them this year in the Dave A. and Super Prestige. Um, and the, uh, yeah, all right. Well, okay. So, uh, but there were some, uh, there were some Americans there. There were, there actually were a lot of Americans in the women's race. I was pretty surprised. And Squid Bikes, uh, Emily, I don't, don't know how to say her last name. Kachorik. Kachorik. Yeah. Placed third. Um, I am a she fan. She is a co-owner of Squid Bikes. Yeah, I guess yep. so. But she plays third. Serena Gordon plays second. An American. I'm not hmm. too familiar with her. So I believe she's from California. Okay. Yep. But there was oh, I mean, Sammy Runnels six, Rebecca Gross seventh, Catherine Cumming eighth, Laura Winberry ninth. I mean, you just there's a lot of Americans that went over there. Uh, I'm gonna get some UCI points. Uh, Early UCI points get themselves up in the the call ups for staging. Uh, yep. Anthony Clark, everyone's favorite Snapchatter, got third in the men's race. Um, I actually don't have a favorite Snapchatter, so he wouldn't be my favorite Bodie's, Snapchatter. Bodie's favorite Snapchatter. I'm actually not on Snapchat. Okay, um, well I wouldn't know if you were or you weren't, so yeah. you, you don't have to lie about it. Well, that's that's <laughs> fine. I mean, you guys are about a generation older than me, so I. If I'm yeah. not on Snapchat, I would not expect you guys to be on Snapchat. Yeah, just, no. you know, Snapchat, I'm on AOL. Snapchat me later, bro. Yeah. I'm on America Online. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
Uh, it's pretty cool. What's your AIM name? <laughs> Blunted153. Look me up, guys. <laughs> guys, let's talk about uh, some big stuff that's, that's coming up soon, and we're getting real close. We are two weeks away from the first World Cup cyclocross race which is in iowa at uh, jingle cross yeah that's uh yeah. it's pretty exciting that's hard to believe we're that close guys that's that's kind of the birth of the of the yeah you ride podcast was or were those uh, 6 30 a.m saturday and sunday wake-ups where we mm. facebook message each other back and forth and then from that we said this stuff's good we need to uh we need to start talking about it and record it and let everybody else listen to it maybe one maybe one of these races will do a live live uh i guess it'll be a podcast slash mm. uh common race commentary yeah, yeah. sure like we can do that I like Sounds the idea fun. did you guys uh, see woods new bike i did it's white yeah yeah but you know what isn't white his bar tape is it not no i thought it, it was no because that's not pro in cross white bar tape are you sure hang on a second Pretty sure i'm gonna that. check my twitter feed because i, I retweeted I retweeted uh, Wout. He didn't get back to me. I thought maybe he would. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while you're looking that up, Bodie, I will mention a couple of things I thought were cool about Jingle Cross. On the Saturday before the race, um, Helen Wyman, um, uh, Jonathan Page, and Tim Johnson mm-hmm. are putting on a free open cyclocross clinic. Wow. That would be pretty awesome. Open to it? all. The That's only, pretty great. The only requirements are a helmet, a bicycle, and a good attitude. Yeah. And and black bar tape. Uh, he he. I can confirm he has black bar tape. Yeah. Um, Matt was not. Matt was not going to be wrong about that one. No. Pointed out by I think uh, someone else. He is wearing the leg warmers over the bibs. Yep. But his socks are over the. I can't tell in this photo. The socks are over the warmers. I don't know. Whatever he's doing is pro as f. That's AF, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, AF. he's got the sunglasses over the straps. Yeah. Yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and he also has world champion stripes on his dugasts. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Those Wait, tires. That d- it gets no more pro than that. Yeah. What about the world champion the, you know, stripes you, on his shoes? But did you know those dugasts that he's riding, those stripes are actually colored thread of the cotton on his dugasts. That is pro so that they're is, actually woven the stripes are woven. actually woven that's pretty not amazing. painted yeah okay so he okay, did post a photo of his bike uh and i will critique it and say that he did not align the cranks horizontally <laughs> they are vertical in but it the, wasn't drive side fail no thank thank goodness uh thanks be to mercs it was not yeah he's got the zip logos on the wheels yeah. arranged properly um does he ride time pedals uh, I don't know. Those are those do not look like uh, Shimano. Well, uh, I think Wout is on uh, SRAM. Wout is SRAM sponsored. He's on he a felt wa- bike. He was last year. He was SRAM last year. Anyway, yeah, but he is pro. I can't wait to see him racing. Also, you know, he finished second at uh, Charles Cells uh, recently. Um, he kind of got uh, got his got his doors blown out at the end there. He went. Uh, he went long and uh, couldn't hold it to the sprint in the big gravel race. Do you guys know if he is, uh, if Wout and MVDP are coming over to the States to do both races? I'm presume, assuming that they are, but they haven't pres- historically. I'm presuming that Wout is yeah. because of SRAM yeah. and Felt. 
Yep. Both American companies. So I would think he would be. I don't know if MVDP will be coming. You know, he might be uh, saving his ammo for a bit later. So speaking of crossing the pond to race cross, Katie Compton is going to be crossing the pond in the opposite direction this year, and she is going to race a full season of Dave Ave and uh, all the UCI World Cup races in Europe this year, I read. That's kind of awesome. She is committing to Dave Ave, and one of the big reasons that she's committing to the full Dave Ave series is Trek is going to be live streaming the races this year again, all of them. Awesome. And I think it's a little bit of a thing that they've got going between them, because uh, obviously she's sponsored by Trek, right? Uh, to gen up some interest in that um, in America. And since they're going to be live streaming them, she's committed to going to race them all. So that'd be great. What do you think, buddy? I think um, that's awesome. And good luck to her. I mean, she had last two, I'm trying to, the last two years, she hasn't done as well in Europe. Uh, she got over her injury last year and kind of figured out what was wrong with her legs and, and kind of came back. Two years ago, I believe, is when she was winning a bunch of World Cups. Might have been the first year, maybe it was three years ago, that I was watching the European races. So that was cool to see. So I hope that she is able to uh, go back and maybe maybe uh, win the over, World Cup overall. Yeah, um, I mean, she, uh, she says she's all in on, <laughs> on the European races. Interestingly, one of the things she said and and uh, was that because Trek is broadcasting the Dave Ave live, that she's feels like for the American audience, she's going to get as much exposure or even more exposure racing European cyclocross than she would coming over here doing you know national races that yeah. aren't that aren't televised the or same way. Stream. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's so. So I'm going to have to get my Katie Compton uh, cowbell out. You know, we, we moved to this house in January. I have not unpacked my cyclocross throne. Sorry, not throne. <laughs> shrine. Yeah. I have a cyclocross shrine. Do you? Yes, and, it went, and part of the cyclocross shrine is the Katie Compton cowbell. So uh, I, need to, I need to bust that out soon before the season starts. Well, you better get on it because it's uh, it's starting, my man. It I saw you started. posted an Instagram photo that uh, or something on Facebook that you you found the uh, practice barriers. I did. Yes, Reed had made some barriers last year, and I ended up with them, and I never gave them back to him, which is great because he moved to California. Yeah. So they were just buried in my closet, um, and I had to dig out a few tins. So we'll have those at practice. And that's a great segue, actually, to to local cross because uh, I think we've sort of wound through most of the most of the international and, and uh, pro cross get those out to the practice course which is really shaping up Bodie out, out the, the people's course out on Gentilly Boulevard um, mm. yeah I've had my first uh, practice race first hot laps practice race um, with you guys um, Thursday and that was fun and we was it was wet I mean it was it was sort of a mid-season conditions it was a uh, soggy grass muddy corners um that course is kind of tough it is tough uh, it's got a couple little, little little kickers i mean my lower back was already hurting uh, i need to work on my core thank you john mooney for those exercises speaking um, of john mooney i saw he was looking for a 58 centimeter cyclocross frame set 
Yeah. Maybe John Mooney will be joining us at DSGP this year. That actually well, he raced. He me. raced a couple DSGP races yes, last year. I looked, and it reminded me because I was looking at previous results, and he has. I did notice that he actually has four upgrade points, so he is almost to a cat three, which would mean he'd be racing against me. And I'm like, go pump the brakes, John. Get him out. <laughs> get it out of my wheelhouse, bro. I'm perfectly fine for him to get out of cat four. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned DSGP. We've confirmed. Uh, with I did not mention it actually. Somebody, you you mentioned it, Matt. Sorry, I mentioned it when I said John Mooney. That's right. About so racing DSGP. We, so the we, big news of the weekend is yeah, we've got the we've got our local Lambra DSGP race calendar out, uh, and uh, and it's a good one. Yeah, the schedule is up. Uh, do you want to read the dates off, Townsend? Since it's right there in front of you, just kind of give them to our listeners. Yeah, quickly. Pause for one second. I've got it. Because it's not up in front of me. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, we're rolling. Okay, yeah, so uh, season's kicking off this year on uh, October 22nd in Baton Rouge at uh, Perkins Road Park. That's a Sunday race, and then the Saturday preceding, the 21st, will be the Fall Into Cross uh, Clinic that... Uh, Skip Town and Wes are putting on. There's uh, upgrade points available for people who are new to cross or seasoned cross folks that want to ramp up their skills, get up to Baton Rouge on the Saturday before the season kickoff for fall into cross. Bodie, uh, well, the, all three of us have done a cross clinic uh, in the past uh, with Wes and Roulet. Yeah, and, uh, and it's learned, been invalu- invaluable. Learned it? a lot. Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, that's uh, race number one, and um, uh, races two and three uh, are a Saturday-Sunday doubleheader in Ruston, Louisiana at beautiful Lincoln Parish Park uh, with that just monster, monster hill. I want to um, try and make it to that one this yeah, year. Yeah, maybe we'll go down it this year uh, instead of going up it, but I guess if we go down it this year, we still got to get, climb up, still gotta get up it somehow. We've, yeah, we've really got to do it. That was a really good venue. Attendance was pretty low last year, so we've got to hype it up as much as we can because... Yeah, so for all of our listeners in, in North Texas and uh, in Arkansas... Arkansas, yeah. Guys, come on. You're right November, there. November uh, uh, 4th and 5th. And Ruston, there's uh, Louisiana. camping available at the park. It's a beautiful location. Yeah, it's actually it's a really... not far to come from Mississippi there, too, is it? You know? No, it's... North Mississippi. Yep. It's, yep, it's, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, another two-week break, and then uh, a uh, one-date weekend in Hattiesburg, which hmm. is on a Sunday. I think this is the course that Butch Sims has been uh, talking about for a couple years, and I think Wes has um, finally gotten with him maybe to put that together. And then that also... Uh, could be a double header weekend uh, with a big cyclocross race that is happening up in Ridgeland, not associated with DSGP. But Bodie, you know a little bit more about this race uh, than I do. This is the Mississippi Cyclocross Project. Is that right? It's the Mississippi Kids Cyclocross Project, yeah. um, which is put on by a gentleman, uh, Rolando Roman, who used to live in Austin and worked you know building a kids program there he's moved i believe to jackson or ridgeland so he started it in mississippi so he's putting on a race on the 18th of november um he's got a lot of 
categories for kids, which is great. I think he's he's doing programs to bring kids into it. So, you know, we'll have a group of people. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see how this all turns out. But but to be clear, it's also a straight up race for adults. Yeah. So, so there is the, uh, yeah. I think there is a the the project is getting kids into cross. Right. He's putting on a race to benefit the yeah. project. That's November 18th, a Saturday. It's a regular race. Um, and then the 19th is the Delta States race in Hattiesburg. So I think a lot of us will be sort of, you know, it, it's they're two hours away. Um, easy enough to drive from one after the next. And uh, yeah, it should be a fun doubleheader weekend. Yeah. I, I assume that maybe that will mean that Wes will be able to race um, on Saturday. And, you know. Be great. Yeah. And there's going to be a whole bunch of fields and a lot of kids' fields in that race. So I'd really like to get my kids up there. Yeah. You guys um, got to get your kids yep. into the cross. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. hey, I've got a, I've got a two-time, <laughs> two-time junior That's girl true. champion living in my house with me, man. So uh, you don't have to tell me. And then so actually so then the following date for Delta States is December 2nd and 3rd. It's in Ridgeland um, at the TCMBA trails there yep same location it's been out for the last number of years great always venue. a great race great oh, venue. double weekend great venue great hosts really folks you got to come out to this this yeah. weekend it's just always phenomenal um it's a mountain bike trail but they have an area where they put in some cross stuff you do do you do go on some of the mountain bike trails last year we had an incredibly muddy wet race and you know what it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun but i tell you i would have preferred to do that it, we added that little back section, the second second part of single track that you went down uh, that was new last year, and I would love to have done that in the dry. It was <laughs> it was fun in the wet, but uh, it was a mess. But yeah, that's if you if you are, are interested in cyclocross and you can't afford to do the entire season or don't have time to to do it, and you only get to one race on the calendar. Uh, I would say that the the Ridgeland Trails race uh, is the is the one you want to to be at to get would, the to get the true flavor of cyclocross in the region. I would agree. And yeah. then we finish it off in New Orleans on the tenth at the Fly. Fantastic venue last year. We had the flyover. I don't know if that's happened again, but we had a huge turnout of racers and spectators. Yeah. And that was a blast. And if I know Wes, yeah. he's going to have the fly over there this year. I don't I haven't heard that from him. He hadn't said a thing about it. But but if I know it him well a, enough, one that, of the uh, of the venues that are listed is is one of the best ones to have the flyover. Um, so yeah, so you your your local cross series uh, is scheduled. It's there. Check out lambra.org. Um, everything is going to be permitted and open for registration soon. We're working all the details out. Um, excited to have a new promoter uh, with Rolando bringing his his event into the series. Yeah, non Delta States Grand Prix, but great to have. Um, Speaking of new events and new promoters, that's true. Your girlfriend and uh, our teammate Elise uh, are promoting a and, and Angela uh, yeah. are promoting a uh, boss cro- boss cross uh, on. October 1st at yep. the practice course. Yeah. So they're going to legitimize that. They're going to tape it up and, and, and make it a make it a real uh, cyclocross course. A similar, similar, similar feel and vibe to Swamp Lacrosse of, of years past. Yep. Um, kind of a bandit race. 
yeah, we pass the torch on to them. Uh, it's unsanctioned. It's going to be a little bit cheaper, uh, but it's really a way to let folks who haven't tried cyclocross try it out. Yep. And you don't need to buy a license, and you can just kind of show up, and you can run what you brung. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. I think next week, hopefully, we'll have we'll get some audio from one of the promoters of that race. Maybe we'll have them live in the studio. Um, and we'll hear a little bit more about that, but mark your calendars for October 1st. Uh, that's when cross officially starts here in New Orleans, as in okay. it's here as in we're racing it. Okay. So, because there's various types of here. There's here as in it's happening. There's here as it's, we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> what, one last thing before we leave cross practice and just segueing back momentarily to the, to the kids, uh, Mississippi Cyclocross Project. Uh, we are now, we have had this weekend, our first kids, official kids practice in New Orleans, which was Sunday at 2 PM. How did that go? Uh, I wasn't there, uh, because I was recovering from a long, hot, uh, ride that we did down to, uh, the end of the world. Yeah, me too. And, uh, but I understand it went really well and I got a message from, uh, Kurt and Chris Teske who uh, were out there with their kids on Sunday amongst other people, and they actually reached out to Rolando and are talking to him about how to maybe try to do some grassroots stuff with kids down here in New Orleans. Great. That, that is fantastic. awesome. Yeah. Love it. We need, we need more of that, always. up right here on my uh, viewer mail device i believe yes uh you have a dedicated iphone for the viewer mail i do yeah i do uh i don't think i mentioned this last week but uh yes jeff phillips did confirm for us that he is getting tubulars for cross nice so uh pretty excited choice i think he's gonna go with the head belgium plus tubulars to match his head Belgium plus clinches or uh, tubeless ready. Wait, rims. what? The there is a head Belgium tubular rim. Oh, I thought you were talking about tires. There was head Belgium made tire. Oh, this guy got confused. Okay. No, so he's uh, yeah, so he's gonna get those. So um, same kind of setup, and uh, yeah, he does want to race some cross. So all right, that's that's good news. We also uh, had a viewer mail from Bo Dennis. And he says he agrees that we should award uh, skin suits for Mm -hmm. Lambert Crit Championships. Oh, yeah. Mm. He he is the winner of the Lambert Cat 3 Crit. Um, So we've got to see how that works out. Yeah, well, well, I will will say this, Bo. Um, I am likely in charge of the, this is Townsend. Uh, I am likely in charge of the uh, Bowen may not recognize my voice. I'm in charge of the Lambra Championship jerseys this year, uh, and I will speak to the manufacturer about the possibility of making a skin suit. 
One suggestion or one possibility is I know that in the past what has happened is that Lambra has given a coupon to the to the winners of the jersey and they've applied that towards the jersey. Usually it covers the cost. Um, maybe the rider could pony up additional funds to buy a skin suit. If Lambert doesn't have the money to buy skin suits for all the people who have won skin suit awards, time trialists, crit champions, uh, yada yada. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening, Bo. Okay, good stuff. And we also, uh, we didn't mention our Saturday ride. We had a bit of a surprise, didn't we? That we had a friend of the podcast a remote friend of the podcast showed up. Ah, Robert. Yes, or Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> is his name Ryan? Well, his name is Robert Ryan Clark. Uh, he's probably the, the person who has given us the most viewer mail yeah. of, of anyone. Uh, he uh, used to live here in New Orleans. Uh, he's in the military, so he's in the Marines. And he was then stationed in New Jersey. And now he's in Montgomery, Mississippi. Montgomery, uh, Alabama. Yeah, same one. <laughs> Uh, next door yeah whatever you know one of those other states and uh, (laughs) and uh, he came into town on Saturday and joined us on our club ride out of the blue the funny thing is he uh, when he he walked in to have coffee at at Roulette for our ride meetup he walked up to me and you Matt and he said you know it's funny because I know you guys and I've known you for a while but having listened to your podcast I now feel like I'm in the presence of celebrity yeah very yeah, kind of him to say that. Very kind of him to say that. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that he's okay with the fact that I always call him Robert and you always call him Ryan. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Robert, Ryan, you can drop us a line and let us know which of those two you prefer. I think he said most people call him Ryan. All right. Yeah, I so, called him Ryan. I think he's on the Facebook we're friends. His name is Ryan, yeah. but the email comes across as Robert. So when I walked into Roulette, I said, hey, Robert. He didn't look up from tying his shoes, and his wife looked up at me and was like, uh, a little awkward situation where it's like, I don't know you, but you know my husband, and he's not listening, and, yeah. but we got it all sorted. So Robert Ryan, we call him RR, Railroad. Yeah. Railroad Clark, new nickname, friend of the pod. Well, yeah, so he, uh, and I, I, he told me that he's probably moving, uh, hopefully, he's got like two, I don't know, like how, you know, however the military works, he's got two possible next places to go. And one of them might be back here in New Orleans. Uh, so he may be, uh, may be in town uh, fairly soon. But uh, I'm also adding that uh, I had a good talk with him after the ride. And uh, I'm, uh, he's, uh, he's going to be retiring from the military in the next few years. And uh, he's, a, he's a wheel builder. And so uh, uh, I'm going to uh, get him to build me a sweet set of wheels for my plastic bike. Sounds great. And I'll uh, tell you about that on the podcast. Well, guys, it's been great talking to you tonight. Um, I feel like we covered a lot. We did. And uh, I feel like we've said just about enough. So I'm going to sign this one off. This is the T-Bone saying, I like my new bike. And this is Sir Cheerio saying, uh, I I guess I should start getting excited about Cross because it's here, right? It is actually here. It's here now. Correct. It's here in the room. It's here okay. in the room. All right. Cross is here. <laughs> and this is Bodie Bodie. Matt, you you took my uh, my tagline. <laughs> I was going to say that Cross is here. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, get your tubulars pumped up and uh, get your knobbies ready because Cross is here. Mm-hmm.